0: So as 2019 wraps up and we begin making our New Year's resolutions leading into 2020, it's a good time to take a look at how to digitally be mindful of what we do online and hopefully offline. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Furlow, and today we're gonna talk about New Year's resolutions being digitally mindful. So Jason, heading into the new year, what are you thinking on how you're going to approach mental health and how digital aspects of our lives play a part in that?
1: Well, Jason, you know, it's interesting, you know, the last three years of mine have been uh, an interesting voyage, you know, because I've had to deal with my own anxiety uh, for a number of different reasons. But, uh, you know, a couple of things that I've learned is this. One is, uh, you can't really concern yourself uh, with things that you don't have any control over, right? Right. You know, you can only concern yourself, uh, one is with things that happen in the moment in which you which we call, you know, present moment. And the other is things that you have a direct relationship with or direct influence on. You can't concern yourself with things that are, you don't have any control over, right? So that's one good guiding principle to start with, right? So with having that guiding principle, um, you have to think about that in terms of um, how you interact uh, online and with people in, in real life. Um, so, so, so it, w- w- if you start with that, th- then you have you have a good basis to to um, as a good foundation to work with, right? So one of the things that I start with, you know, in, is online is you have to assume that uh, everybody that you're that you're interacting with is already stressed out and anxious, just like you are. Yeah. And if you operate from that, if you operate from that principle, then you realize, well, you know, I'm not unique. Everybody's upset and angry. let's try try to take it down a notch right you know take a
0: step back and and approach it from how you would want to be approached
1: correct correct and and the other is is that when it comes to dealing with um, any kind of online system whether it's emails work instant messaging facebook twitter um you have to learn how to set boundaries now what what do we mean by boundaries we mean by you know do you, Are you going to set you know, hard limits as to how many hours a day you're going to use this thing? Well, not necessarily. Um, but maybe you should be thinking about not taking on every single task and job people ask you. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to write 15 articles a month. Maybe you should try to write, I don't know, four or six or eight. Depends on what the hell our contract is these days. (laughs) But in any case, I'm at work. Someone can't say, Jason, can you go do this? And can you do all this? And then I realize I got 16 things on my list and realistically I can only accomplish four, right? But because I'm a nice person and I keep saying yes to everything, I keep piling up my list that I'm afraid to say no. So learn to push back with people at work and also in your personal lives, you know, because people can be, People can ask you to do stuff. There are certain types of people that just keep asking and asking and asking because they know that you're going to say yes. You have to right. learn how to push back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think those are all great tips and something to be uh, mindful of. But I think for me, it's going to come down to reducing the amount of time I spend on my phone. Sure. Um, or iPad or computer, whatever. Anytime looking at a screen other than, you know, maybe binge watching a show, but actually interacting or mindlessly scrolling through twitter facebook reddit you know places that can have a meaningful impact on um interactions with other people but also very toxic at the at their core and you know i what i haven't done is used the built-in tools that apple and google have added to android and ios which ios has a feature called screen time android is digital well-being and these tools allow you to set limits for specific applications or specific types or categories of applications. Like you could set on iOS for screen time, you could say, I only wanna be allowed to use uh, social networking apps for three hours a day, which that includes the messages app, so text messaging as well. So it's not just you know Twitter and Facebook. It's If you're interacting socially, it's gonna limit it after that time. The problem I have with those solutions that Apple and Google claim they have, is that all I have to do is extend the time once the screen comes up and says I've ran out of time, you know, and so that self-control of seeing that time and seeing it as an indicator or seeing that screen and seeing it as an indicator that it's time to take a break instead of just tapping next to it or tapping next and getting an extra hour or whatever it is, uh, that, that's something I need to work really hard on going into the next year because it's, it's so easy to open my phone, tap on Twitter. Yeah go through Twitter, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Reddit, and then just you go
1: go down the hall and and you keep getting sucked. The problem with our jobs, Jason, is that we are, you know, digital uh, content creation professionals in the sense that this is the industry that we cover. This is the industry that we watch. But at the same time, we both use it not just for work, but also for recreation at the same time. So our work days and our Personal times tend to blend into each other, which is a very difficult thing to learn how to control. One of the things that I've had to do is I've had to schedule literally hard blocks personal time into my day on Outlook, right? Really? There's a, there, yeah, there are two-hour periods where literally say, this is me time. Go out, and it literally, it's literally go outside, go to the coffee shop, go, go, go out to lunch, go read a book. This is a time when you should be watching t- uh, something stupid on TV or, or right. whatever, <laughs> as opposed to sitting down at the Twitter feed and the in the Facebook feed and 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 yeah. And then, by the way, there also has to be time we had to block out me as a writer to work. This is work time. True. This this three hours undistracted go write. You yeah. know that's that's unfortunately sometimes with certain types of people you have to enforce your own discipline. You know because you get easily distracted. So that's one yeah. thing I've had to learn how to do.
0: Yeah. And and our jobs are a little little bit unique. We both work from home. We both more or less set our own schedules. But for someone with a more rigid schedule, you know, a nine to five, eight to five job, it's going to be a little bit harder to block out that amount of time. But I think it's important to do that once you get out of the office and you head home. And instead of checking your email to see maybe, hey, if you heard a response on that project you're working on or whatever it is, it's just not doing that until the morning. You know, Slack is a big-time workplace communication tool. It has built-in features that will snooze your alerts until the next day at a set time. So, you know, I had to learn a few months ago to turn on the snooze or do not disturb whatever Slack calls it at 5 p.m., and it doesn't alert me until 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah,
1: we use a a similar tool, Microsoft Teams. I, I don't know what features that has, but I should look into those you
0: know and it's still even hard at that because if i still get an alert the badge shows up on my phone i just don't get the actual push alert so then i have to fight with the mental you know turmoil of do i need to read that is it really that important so that and this is what i mean like coming up on the long christmas break which you guys will probably watch this after the christmas break uh i'm going to sign out of slack on my phones and on my devices i'm not going to check it for an entire week and Uh, You know, hopefully I'm able to do that, but um, it's something I'm definitely going to try and and really going forward in 2020, you know, uh, try to cut back on all of this stuff in in all actuality. But here's another thing I struggle with, Jason, and maybe you have um, some sage advice about this. You know, you talk about going outside. You talk about going and taking breaks and reading books and all this other stuff. Basically, finding an interest or a hobby that gets you away from what we do every day. Yes, My interests and hobbies are around around electronics. Yep. I work with electronics. So let's say, you know, I recently started reviewing a couple of drones. I want to go out and take a bunch of pictures and a bunch of video. That's fine. And flying them is fine. I'm outdoors. I'm away from a screen. I'm doing something different. But then I come home and I want to look at that. And that takes me back to a computer or to an iPad and where I'm prone to opening up Twitter and Facebook like, I don't know, what do you suggest I do there?
1: Well, if you like electronics, Jason, have you ever tried working literally with like, you know, board level soldering and, and, and putting stuff together like heath kits and things like that, making, so, working with, with pies and, you know, and
0: stuff like that? So I'm up to five raspberry pies. <laughs> Five. Uh, yeah, I have five projects in the house running. Are they breeding, Jason, you need to keep them away from each other? Sometimes, you know, it's just one shows up in the mail and I'm like, hey, what are we gonna do here? So I, you know, I have plenty of projects, I do get that. Uh, that approach. I've never got into soldering in some of the more complicated projects though. Maybe that that's a good idea. Maybe it's a, a way to just, you know, kind of zone out for a little bit and learn a new skill.
1: Very good. The other thing that, you know, anything that allows you to, like when you say zone out, I think actually that's actually something that is really important for us to learn how to do. Um, there are tools you can get on your smartphone. I guess we want to get away from smartphones, but at the same time, your smartphone can be used as a tool to help you zone out. Um, one of those is mindfulness meditation applications. Um, the one that I like to use is called Headspace, but there are some other ones called, like, called Calm. Another one, there's a free one called MHK. Okay. And what these are, these are guided voices that help you do simple breathing exercises and help you visualize calm things in your head um, that help you de-stress or help you fall asleep or help you figure out how to concentrate on things. And essentially you are rewiring your brain to become less obsessed with the thoughts that are stressing you out. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, hocus pocus kind of stuff, but in actuality, you know, this has been clinically proven that, you know, once, once you start to learn how to to use these techniques, your brain will rewire yourself. You will be able to de-stress yourself. And yeah, it's, I, it's something you can do for, you know, as little as three to five minutes a day, you know.
0: I have tried to use some of these apps in the past, you know, and Samsung announces a new watch. There's usually a partnership with some sort of mindfulness app or, you know, just different examples. And and I have not been able to calm down my mind enough to actually allow myself to fully use it. You know, I've tried, but I, I just can't. Maybe uh, maybe that's what I'll do over the next few weeks as well. I you know, I know you're pretty big on these apps, so you use them quite a bit to help you get to sleep, right?
1: Yeah, it, it's actually a good way to start doing them at night before you if you know that you're shutting down so you can just get used right. to the whole way that the voice works and the, the visualization works. They have some really nice ones called sleep casts on headspace. That they're 45 minutes long and each of them is kind of like listening to a bedtime story. So, you know, they got one where you're, you're walking through a village with all kinds of nice falling snow, you know, the one you're walking around in a, in a forest and the other one you're walking around with a marina with cats. You know, this kind of crazy stuff that, you know, that, you, that, that the voice is telling you about all these little details. And really, you're focusing on the details of what they're describing, not so much of the thoughts that are driving you crazy in your head, which is, which is kind of interesting.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll give one of those a try. Like I said, I definitely could use some help falling asleep most nights. Um, so going into 2020, I think my personal resolution is to just cut back on social networking as a whole. Uh, it's like we've talked about previous shows and also in this one, it's pretty toxic as it is. And just getting away from constant routine of bouncing around between apps. What about you? Going into 2020, what, what are you going to set for a digital? Uh, well, I, I've already
1: started doing some things that have helped me improve my digital wellness online. Um, I have an application that I use um, on Chrome. Unfortunately, it does not work on mobile devices uh, called Social Fixer. And it's a filter application Uh, extension for Chrome and also for the new uh, uh, Microsoft uh, Edge based on Chrome uh, that actually allows you to filter out political posts and all kinds of stuff and also advertisements so basically what you get is a a distilled experience of Facebook that's literally just the stuff hanging out with you and your friends so if anybody mentions any terms um, it's got certain block lists and things the things that that it knows that are that are that are toxic you know essentially uh, and then you can just get back to watching, you know, funny pictures of cats and you know, and dog videos and things like that, or, or you know, groups where you can talk about things that you actually, you know, are, are safe zones. Sure. Um, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I think we all need to stop looking at this junk 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, like I said, you and I have to do this for a living, so I, at some point, you know, we have to say there's a hard time. We're gonna have to say stop looking at Twitter at I don't know five o'clock. You know, and yeah. you know, go, 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 do something with your life, right? I think, I think, I think what we've learned is that you know our, our personal time is important to us and it's what keeps us healthy, so don't neglect it.
0: Yeah, those mental breaks are extremely important and I, I definitely see a difference after I've got away for a day or two or even for just a few hours at times in in my mood and my overall approach and the way I view the day and way, the way I view the workload, to be frank. Um, so yeah, I think those are great tips and it's obviously something all of us struggle with no matter who you are if you're exposed at all online or you know to a smartphone that is constantly begging for your attention it's something we all struggle with so hopefully leading into the new year you can find some ways to be digitally well I'm Jason Cipriani and I'm Jason Perlo, and this is Jason Squared make sure to check out more videos on ZDNet.com